Hello and welcome to another episode of The Trainer's Tribe. I'm Kyle Wood and I'm joined by my co-host... Dale Sobonham. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome and welcome to you listeners. Uh, Today we want to talk more about relaunching your business uh, post, you know, coronavirus uh, as different countries are rolling out, you know, going back to work, to school, to training outdoors, to training in gyms. Uh, so we've put together seven steps from our experience in, of, you know, combined decades of experience in business. We've put together seven steps uh, or kind of guideposts that you can follow to make sure that you don't sort of fall flat coming back out the gate and that you can just make the most of this. And uh, as you know, from listening to us, this isn't about uh, necessarily just coming back out of this with like the most clients possible, but it's also coming through this period with integrity and, you know, how to be like respectful and, um, but how to also create something that maybe you've always wanted to create uh, and you just never got around to it before. Let's dive in, Dale. I I like that. And I think, um, like you just mentioned, that this is really an opportunity for you to start over again. It's It's like a second start. You know, if you've been running a business for a while and, you've had to, or everyone's had to stop, you know, the business has changed. So why not? Don't, don't just go back to what you're doing. If you really loved it, then you can do that. But it's also a huge opportunity to add in extra value or look after yourself or find different revenue streams. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So the number one thing that I think, Kyle, that the first step is design it how you want it to be. And what I mean by that is, were you working too many hours? Did you have groups that weren't filling up? Did you have locations that it took a long time to get to or you didn't like going to? And my thing is, get rid of it. Like, And, and one of the biggest things in life, I think, Kyle, is the power of saying no. Um, and this might be the chance in business to design it how you want and say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. That don't be so um, open or make it so people have to come to you. Or I don't know, like design it how you want to. And um, I'm going to use myself as an example here, Kyle, with my business now. Um, I was I love boot camps, but I just wasn't enjoying the the late mornings and early, uh, early starts all the time. So I've designed my business now that I'm only going to work two days a week and the rest of the time, because we're going to talk about this later as well, I've got other revenue streams, which I think is very important. But now I'm only working on Tuesdays and Thursdays as a personal trainer. And I'm absolutely loving it. And what I've found is I've designed it that way. And because I've told people, they're like, oh, okay. And they'll, they will work around me. Instead of previously, I designed it to get to see everyone and, and figure out everyone else's work schedule and make it so it suited them. I'm like, I actually don't want to do that anymore and I don't have to. And if you're starting out, then you probably don't have that luxury. Let's be honest. You've got yeah. to sort of build up the rapport and uh, get the you credibility. Gotta, and yeah. you got to do the hours. Yeah. So I can plan the simple. Yeah. And um, I think I'm in a position now where I've got a, a, enough clients, um, very good clients that they really want to train with me. So I said, right, this is the way I'm designing it. So um, I think that's really important, Kyle. Design how you want it to work. Yep. 
Yeah, I like that. And from previous experience and probably going through this process of pulling back, you can get a bit bit of perspective on, like you said, maybe what wasn't working or maybe a class time that you'd been holding on to for like one or two clients who like to come to that class time, but it wasn't really working for you personally. And just check in with how it feels now not to be running that class. And do you really want to just go back to running that again? Or is this an opportunity to, yeah, to hit the reset button and say, yeah, maybe I don't want to work that day. Maybe I don't want to do Saturday mornings anymore. That was one for me, Dale, like years me ago, which, yep. you know, I left a studio and uh, to focus more on boot camp. And I was like, I'm not going to do Saturday mornings anymore. Uh, I'm going to be a trainer who has their whole weekend free. Outrageous. <laughs> but uh made such a big difference to be able to switch off for two full days. Uh, you know, well, a day and a half because let's face it, Sunday, you usually like starting to think about what sessions you're running during the week and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, to be able to have then at least that full day on Saturday where I wasn't uh, thinking about work. So yeah, little, that's a yeah, good little little starting spot. Uh, but it could be something else as well. Like maybe you have discovered through this that you're really into one particular type of fitness. Maybe it's kettlebells. Maybe you've, you know, been wanting to do a yoga teacher training course, something like that. Like this, again, is that opportunity where you can say, hey, I'm going to add that to my skills. Or when we go back, I'm going to change the way I run classes so that we're going to focus on this specific style of training now. And I'm going to, as a trainer, become, you know, really, really good at, this style of training. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I like that, mate. Become the expert. Be- become the expert. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose yeah. that is a really, you know, you, then you can really select the people you want to work with because instead of being a generalist, do you know what I mean? You focus on one yeah. area and you will gravitate people that really love that. And that's probably your passion. Let's be honest. If you are really enjoying doing one thing, it's probably the direction you need to go in. And this could be the chance to say, yeah. right, I could keep doing that online because I've got certain clients and each one you do remember they're recorded. They can build a library. You can have this amazing online community that, you know, Kyle and myself have. Um, But then you can also attract people and get that human connection, interaction, the face-to-face side of things. So I I really like that. I've just stopped doing Saturdays as well, mate. And I tell you what, I used to, I used to say to myself, it's really good getting up early on a Saturday and it starts your weekend and that is absolute BS. Like, to be honest, mate, <laughs> who was I kidding? It is so nice now to wake up Saturday morning and go for a coffee and walk the dog and, oh, I was just full of crap. Like, it, it is so nice not to work Saturday. I love it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just to, to caveat that, uh, yeah, again, if you're getting started, like Saturday morning is a great way to fill your client roster because people want to train on a Saturday morning. So, again, if you're getting started, do the Saturday. You got to. You know, you it's got a great to. way to earn some money, great way to build up your clientele. So, doing that, depending on where you are in your business. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very good to justify that, I think, mate. <laughs> oh, so, awesome. I think I think that's, it is very true. And for those that, if this is the first episode you've listened to Kyle and myself, we've been training for uh, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Do you know what I mean? Like, We've done it for a long time and I've done Saturdays a whole time. And I know, Cole, you used to as well. And um, yep. you've got it. Yeah. It's all well and good for us to say these are to re- this is relaunching a business. It's not starting a business. And I think that's probably one of the key things to mm. take away from this. It, yeah, you're, yeah. You, you can't launch a business and be as selective as what we're saying to be now. I, I don't think yep. unless 
I don't know, unless you're a superstar and you're that in demand, then you probably can. But um, the second point, Kyle, I love is selecting the clients and the hours that you want to work. And that sort of goes into exactly what we're saying there, you know, and um, that might be like being a specialist, you know, if you want to focus just on body weight stuff, if you really like that. And let's be honest, going out of pandemic that cleaning equipment and things like that might be tough. So you might be like, I really like the Zoom online model of just doing body weight stuff. I found it fun, found it really easy to incorporate. I didn't have to carry equipment around. You might want to go into that. Um, And then again with your hours. So, um, yeah, I think those two really sort of go hand in hand, I suppose, that, you know, designing around the hours you want to work and the clients that you want to attract. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's that's always an important one to keep re-checking back in with yourself. Like, you know, am I doing this the way that I that I want to do it? Um, it might mean you can still keep sessions on, but what you'd be looking for now is there's a lot of trainers out there who are still out of work because they're based in gyms. So this could be a good opportunity to have a trainer take a couple of sessions even that you don't like taking to move in that direction so the direction might not just be working less by running less sessions but it might also be this is a time to help some other trainers in your community who are probably very grateful for the work um and and you know bring them in now as well so that they've kind of got like their group um that they're working with and and the clients are familiar with them uh and you've probably got more maybe more time on your hands at the moment. So that's time you can invest into into training that trainer and keeping that community uh, feeling amongst your team as well as just as well as your clients. Did I word that right? Yeah, yeah. you did. I, that was <laughs> that was uh, actually point uh I that was point five. I so skipped add, ahead. Yeah, that's all right, but let's go to that. Like I, I really like what you just said there. Add extra value or extra support. Do you know what I mean? And I know we yeah. spoke about this previously about teaming up with other people in the area to make like a super group or, um, you know, where mm. you can, you band together. And, and like you said, um, gyms aren't going to be open for, particularly we're just talking about Victoria here. They're not going to be open for the next month. I don't think, um, I think mm-hmm. next four weeks they might be opening up again. And that's the, a, a lot of other people are in the same position that they can't physically run the sessions they want to, but they know they've got a job coming up. So they don't want to start a whole new group or a whole new business. So, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like find out, reach out to people in your local community and, and find ways that you can add value to each other. They may be able to come and help you with some of your training or they maybe have a different skill set that you do. So then like yeah. in a second, they may be yeah. really good on kettlebells or really good on yeah. functional or, yeah. um, you know, they might be a real good boxer. They could yeah. teach you. They could add value to your staff. Um, they could bring new clients. Do you know what I mean? And then as well as that, you're actually upskilling because one of the, the best ways to learn and the only way I've really ever learned is by going to other people's sessions. Like you can yeah. do as many courses as you want, but you actually see how people interact with each other, how they build relationships, the way they structure a session. Um, it's I, I feel that that is the best learning experience I've ever had. So what better way to do it now to add value to what you're already doing by building a bigger community. Yeah. And so to hiring trainers, we'll just take a little detour here because I know sometimes, you know, as someone who's maybe started their own business, you get a bit worried about hiring someone, you know, they're going to like run off with your clients or things like that. (laughs) But that's why I mean, this is, that's why this is a great opportunity because I know there are trainers in, you know, the bootcamp ideas community who've been 
trainers for like 17, 18, 19 years, and they, they have no interest in starting a business. They love working for a gym. They, lo- they don't want to deal with all the admin side. They just love rocking up, taking the session, creating a great experience for their clients. And yeah, those are the trainers right now that are, that are out of work and they don't want to start a business. So this could be a great time for you to start a relationship with one or two of these trainers who are highly skilled, um, you know, a really want to create a good experience for your clients and um yeah you don't have to worry about that that other aspect of like maybe they're going to run off with your clients one day so don't feel like just because you're the kind of person who wants to start a business recognize that not everyone out there wants to start a business some people want to just be trainers they just want to train people yeah and that, but that's and again that is that's such a good point because you shouldn't feel threatened by them. You should see it as an opportunity. And like mm. we said, yeah, it might to help not each other. Hundred percent. They need the work. They want to work. They'll be so grateful. Um, and it'll end up coming back tenfold for you when you, you yeah. know, you show that kindness, that support, that form of giving service to somebody else. It's going to improve your quality of sessions because you're going to get another voice, another person. You're going to learn, but also you can figure out how you can add more to your clients besides just training. What else do they need? And that's where there might be some seminars. You might, I know we spoke about this previously, you might, all right, let's sign up for a tough month. Let's sign up for a marathon. Let's, you know, what can we do as a yeah. whole community where you can add extra value? Because yeah. people, like at the moment, I'm, God, I'm going to start playing cricket again this summer. And I haven't done that for three years because <laughs> oh, I'm, awesome. I want to be part of something. And this is what I mean. Like yeah. with your group, people are, people are going to be looking for something because we can't travel we can't see certain people. We're restricted. So this is your great opportunity to team up with someone else and deliver a wow experience or something more than they, they're getting anywhere else and they really need at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay. Love what's that. next? Next one is, and I I think this is really important and this is one thing that I've added into my life and I know you do this as well, Cole, but introduce some form of well-being kindness, joy, happiness challenge each week for your clients and um, make it so they sort of stay accountable to each other. And and that can be very simple. You know, it might just be each week you have one challenge for everybody to complete. And then at the start of the week, you tell them, and at the end of the week, uh, at the end of your session, if you're doing a Saturday or a Friday session or whatever, everybody shares that at the start or at the end of the session. So you talk about it at the start of the week. And then at the end of the week, you share about it. And, and like everything, Kindness is contagious. So you'll end up creating this amazing feeling that at the end of the week, they're leaving feeling great. And if they're not doing it, then they'll hear other people's amazing success stories. And they're like, oh, I want to add that to my day. I want to do that. And they'll want to bring a story. It's like show and tell. God, we're talking about school before. It's like show and tell. If a kid doesn't do it, then they'll make something up because they don't want to be left out. Yeah. Well, adults aren't going to make it up. They're actually going to do it. So what a beautiful thing to add to say that you're actually helping people find that connection again, the the service to others, the giving side of things. I, I just think it's a great opportunity to add extra value in that form of well-being. Absolutely. Because that's an area we can dive into as well. Whereas say like nutrition, we see that as something we, we should be helping clients with, but we're, you know, we're not qualified to do, but everyone's qualified to, help someone else, you know, help support <laughs> someone else, help listen, help create an environment where people feel safe to, sh- to share about 
maybe they tried the challenge and it didn't work for them or something like that. Um, that all brings people closer together. Yeah. So I would, and I would say with this one, like try and stick to your personal, um, your personality. So yeah, your personality. So, so don't, you know, if you're a bubbly upbeat person run, you know, get your clients to step out of their comfort zone in that way as well. But if you're like more quiet and reserved, it might be a bit subtler, the challenges that you give, get people to do. Or if you just can't think of anything, maybe you're taking in turns in the group yeah, setting good. the challenges. So put it out to your clients as well to be like, what's, what's one thing we're going to do this week? Mm. Uh, and they might have ideas too. I, I like that. But I think the big thing is if you're going to introduce something like this, you need to be the leader. You need to yeah, okay. be, if you don't, if you don't start by actioning it yourself, it, it won't work. You can't expect somebody to do what you're not going to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And I think I, I couldn't agree more. Find out your personality and, and how you do forms of kindness or service or different things like this, but you are the one that needs to show that and action it and lead by example, I suppose. So what what are some examples of things you've done, Dale? Um, so, well, one of the, the big things I did uh, with my group is um, I would just set them, and this is what I was doing. I was just setting one challenge a week and um, I'd give them all different ones because then they could reflect on that. But you don't have to do that. Just go into Google or something yeah. like that and you can just type in um, nice things to do for somebody. Or And it's very simple. It's like do a favor somebody and, and one week was buy a coffee for somebody and, and pay it forward or yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they don't have to be big things, but it's just something nice yeah. for them to focus on each week that they're doing something for somebody else. And you don't ever want anything in return. And there's a great book about where I got all these ideas from. It's called The Go-Giver that you should never do something and want something in return. And that's exactly what this is about, that it's mm-hmm. it's just simply making somebody's week better. And then when you do it as a community, so with your clients, with your boot camp, everybody shares that. It's a really positive interaction because you get the feeling that they had as well. So um, find challenges that work for you. Maybe you might have to do it for two or three weeks, but then as Kyle just said, throw it open to your group and see what they come up with. What's something nice that they think would be an awesome challenge for the group. And then they can lead it for that week. That's how you get buy-in. Not when it's just all one voice, but when everyone has a voice yeah. and you and you band yeah. together. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. So it's just because I was just thinking about how you yeah would implement that. So it definitely starts with you. Did you find it took a couple of weeks for some people to start actually participating in it? Yeah, and you of kind course. of had to persevere a bit at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that would just be people... one thing I would say to people: like, if trainers go out and try this. And then, like, only two clients do it. They might see that as a failure. No, but no, yeah, don't. It's yeah. not a failure at all. And that's a really good point. I forgot to say, like, some people won't feel comfortable sharing, and that is fine. They don't need to. But as long as they're hearing other people do it, it it slowly changes their mindset, and it might break down barriers because doing something like this for some people is really hard. They're like, I find it really uncomfortable. I don't feel, I don't feel that I could do that, but. If you have other people doing it and you don't, not everyone has to share. Don't ever make it so we go around the circle and everybody yeah, has okay. a turn. It's never, ever do that. Never put the limelight on anybody unless they want it. And I suppose that's exactly the same. I know when we talk about connecting at the start of a group, you should never have the limelight on one person saying, oh, hi, I'm Dale. I'm, I'm from Shepparton. Hi, I'm Kyle. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
do it in a game or do it in a way where it's non-threatening. And again, that's mm-hmm. that's got to be with this as well, that if people don't feel comfortable sharing, they don't have to. You may have anonymous ways that some people can, you know, write a letter and you read it out to the group or, do you know what I mean? Like there are different ways to do this, but don't ever peer pressure people to, all right, what did you do? What was your, what was your reaction? Like, because some people don't like that. And you'll know your clients better than anyone. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. That's a good. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to hear how that how trainers go with that one. Mm. That's good. I reckon. I reckon it's a great one, and that uh, it it might be uncomfortable for certain trainers as well. But again, it's it's something that's really needed at the moment. So give that a try. Yeah. You know, do it. Even if it is uncomfortable for you, it's probably going to have a really beneficial effect on everybody in your community and local mm-hmm. community as well. So uh, mm-hmm. give that a go. Hundred percent. I agree. Well, this episode is getting juicy. Because we were having so much fun talking in this episode, we went way, way over time. So what we've decided to do today is split this podcast into two episodes. So this is the end of part one and we'll be talking about guideposts five, six, and seven in next week's podcast. So tune in then for that. And for now, here's right here, right now. Right here, right now. <laughs> that is shocking. My voice is getting worse. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm going to. It's cold weather. I oh, know. I've got my. I am freezing. You have a hot office. lemon and ginger tea before you start. Before you sing. I don't even think that would help, mate. My voice is uh, that bad. So I don't know if it's my turn to start, but I'm. I'm going to. I'm really excited this week, Kyle. That I've watched in the last month two of the best documentaries I've ever watched in my life, and one of them is oh. on. One of them is on Amazon Prime. I, I love sport. One of them is on Amazon's Prime, and it's called The Test. It's about the Australian cricket team uh, uh-huh. from when the, the sandpaper sand sca- scandal went down in South Africa and Justin Langer took over as head coach, and they film it all the way up to, like, the ashes and things like that. And it, I've never yeah, – wow. eight episodes, I cried in every episode just because of the raw emotion, and you actually get to see the, like, behind – like, it, it is incredible. And there's so many yeah, lessons cool. in there. Um, I love – what they do with like the mindset work, the meditation, uh, the mindfulness, all the, all the things that you just don't oh, really, realize yeah. go into it. And amazing. And yeah. then then the second one is I don't know if you watch this one called The Last Dance uh, about Chicago Bulls about Jordan. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! And again, this is how far advanced Phil Jackson was at thirty years ago when they were winning those flags. It it was all about. And he based it on the the tribal Indians in America, the native Indians um, around, you know, all the different mindfulness practices they did. They did yoga, they did stretching, they did meditation. And they all thought yeah. that Phil Jackson was a hippie, but he wasn't. He was so far advanced. And he treated each player differently because they're a different personality. And I just think that is, there's so many lessons there, like how you treat Dennis Rodman or Scottie Pippen or Michael Jordan or Steve Kerr. Um, all these different players. Yeah. So I just loved seeing both of those. One of them, particularly the test, because it's so recent and so new. But what the, well, the Bulls were so successful. Yes, they had a great team, but it's because the way they were back then was so advanced that they are 
operating nearly like most sports teams are now. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if you've watched either of them, Kyle, but no, I haven't. Mate, I you know I'm not as big a sport head as you. I know you're not, and that's why I wasn't going to ask you any questions on them. But um, yeah, if anybody is listening, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is listening, they are. Uh, yeah, I, I I could watch them both again. I loved it. So that that was for yep. me at the moment, mate. That's all I've got. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds really good, and I'm glad you shared that. And I haven't thought about sharing <laughs> television programs. <That> good. Sorry, <laughs> mate. We can share whatever we want, buddy. <laughs> so, what's going on for me? Oh, to know, mate, <laughs> what's right here, right now? <laughs> I just, I just space. Uh, so, um. Just the main thing is the on bootcamp ideas the competitions kicked off. Oh yes, so that's exciting, uh, and we've had some great entries come in. And when this goes live, there'll still be a couple of days to get entries in. So um, go ahead and jump on that. Go to Ooh. I set up a short link bootcampideas.com slash comp c o m p like short for competition. Nice, and that will you can go um, read all the details, read about the prizes and great prizes uh, into your get some excellent prizes <laughs> on there. <laughs> I'm actually really excited talking about like gr- sort of getting your name out there today. There's a, there is a social media like coaching package in there up for grabs as well, which is um, uh, I've done some work with Stephanie who runs that and don't use, don't look at my social media. <laughs> I haven't implemented <laughs> what she's recommended yet, but uh, she really, yeah, really helped like me wrap my head around what I want to do with social media and how it can help my business. So that's, yeah, an awesome prize. She's very generously donated. Uh, yeah. And I think that's it. Cool, mate. For I like today. it. Yep. Well, nice. Uh, Great. I, I like that episode. I know we went, we do it all the time, guys. I go, didn't go on as many rants. Kyle, you went on a couple of rants today as well. It's good. I like it. But uh, probably probably one to go when it all comes back to everything, relaunching your business is, build a following and um, that can be on socials, but also um, an emailing list. There is none better. It is the best way to do it um, because not everyone's always on social media and you can't directly target people. Whereas with a good emailing list, you can do that. So that might be, you know, go back to episode 17 and and check that out. I think that is a really important message to take away from what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right, we will farewell the listeners. See you guys. <laughs> we'll be in your ears again soon. <laughs> Cheerio. <All right. laughs>